Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey No. Seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Tuesday night in New Jersey, where does the time go? Steve Trevelisse, you and me till 11 o'clock tonight. Oh, my God. We got so much going on tonight. We got so much going on tonight. Joey Mullen from Badfinger is coming on. Badfinger was a band. If you watch Breaking Bad, you know the song Baby Blue that they ended with? He's the guy that uh, he plays on that. That's a Badfinger song. No matter what, you are Badfinger song. Baby Blue, uh, Day After Day, Badfinger song. So uh, that's going to come on. Uh, he's going to come on about 9, 10. And then the uh, West Point Glee Club is coming to Freehold. And Bob DeSorg is putting it on. And he was my dad's audiologist. And he's going to call in at 10, 10. Tell us all about that. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to talk about the places you've been thrown out of. Because uh, my producer, who I, I leave him alone for one friggin' weekend. And my producer gets himself thrown out. Out of an establishment, a drinking establishment of all places. He gets thrown out under the guise of his sister's birthday. He's there having a party for his sister, paying homage to her 25th birthday. What do you get someone for 25? What's, what's the 25th birthday? What do you get for that? Uh, what, what would you give? you give a nice gift other than your abrupt exit? Oh, man. Uh, I gave her... Uh uh, oh, yeah, that must have been a great gift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Did your mom buy it and put your name on it or yeah, what? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So you are out uh, celebrating the birthday. So I'm in Hoboken. Hoboken, yeah, of I'm all in, places. Hoboken. Hoboken. <laughs> when so, no one ever gets thrown out in Hoboken. But that's the big thing. That's the huge thing now. People say you have to be very, 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 like, you, you can't be all over the place because... You know, I. You mean like rowdy? Yeah, rowdy. Like I'm used to. You can't be annoying, pain in the neck in Hoboken anymore. I I I was used to my college life of the area that I was in. Sin and debauchery, which was pretty much uh, Trenton, and uh, I I had a good time dancing and having Mm -hmm. a good time, you know, singing to the music. There was a live band there at this place where I was at (laughs) for my sister's birthday. I am really the number on you, huh? Live band, huh? I'm wearing green, Steve. Green. I'm wearing a green blazer, right. green pants. I'm right. wearing the paperboy hat. Right. I've got a green tie on that has um, Kermit the Frog on it. I have this. Uh, uh, I'm wearing this. Uh, I think it was a, a sweater that was my grandfather's. I am ready. For and what? To celebrate. To be my laughed at at your sister's exactly, birthday. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Yes, don't yes, worry. I right. am ready. <laughs> when I walked into my sister's apartment, they were uh, like, oh. She lives in Hoboken? Oh, yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. They were like, oh, nice outfit. And I was like, look at me, I'm ready for St. Patty's Day that's happening soon. And right. we get to the place and 
they start playing shipping up to Boston, and I was for it. I was ready. I'm going for it. <laughs> and because it's jam-packed in this place, mm-hmm. I'm hugging. They shipped you I'm, out the door. <laughs> yeah. oh, go ahead. I was hugging the speaker that was next to me, and right when they start playing. Did you offer to buy it a drink? Dan, 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 and I, okay. I'm, 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 I'm. You're try, going nuts. I'm it's going nuts. Big I'm, I'm trying, Live I'm band to, shipping up to Boston. I'm Rob's to, going crazy. I'm trying yes. to go close to the band. I'm. I love you, band. <laughs> like one of those deals. Yeah, and I, I feel this dude grab my green blazer and pull me outside, and I was like, "Hey, man, thanks. It was really crowded in there, and I did need some air, but." Uh, why am I out here now? And he goes, you were shaking the speaker. You were kicked out. Bang. And he closed the door. Are you serious? Yeah. And you got kicked out. And that was it. Yeah. That was my first time. He didn't uh, grab you by the scruff of the neck in the back of the pants and heave ho. Yeah, no. I I mean, I am more of a lighter guy. I'm more of a lighter guy. And he won't let you back in? Uh, no. No. Wow. How about that? So what did you do? Did you have to call in and tell the party I'm standing outside? I so can't come I, in. Did you, uh, did you bring I, everybody down now? Ruin the buzz? <laughs> they were all like, "Oh man, do we no, leave them out? I, did, um, they, did they leave you out there, or did they uh, give up on the place and come uh, and join they, you?" They, they didn't give up on the place. I'll say that. You know, it, 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 <laughs> they it, left it, you out to die. <laughs> you know, I, I I did make my way home uh, to to my sister's apartment, which is good. Mm. So you know, I, I I made it to my sister's apartment and. I uh, I got I got home safely, which was great. Right. Um, but yeah, no. You uh, got thrown out of a bar in yeah. Hoboken. That was my first. Or was this time? The, the first time? You never got thrown time. out of a bar before? No, I mean like, dude, I've been to um, Cooper's Review, like on college nights, on Thursday nights, when you know that they're not like their rules are. You know, you can't go on the stage. Unless you're a girl, so there was many times when I was like, I want to go on the stage, and they're like, you're there once was a place stage. called Plato's, which said you can't come in here unless you're a couple or a girl. But go ahead. But like we, I've had I've had friends get kicked out of there because we had them body serving, like we, right. we, we put them up in the air, right. and then, then he got snatched from that. Right. But I've never had a situation where I was too close to a speaker. And coming from a Why guy, would they throw you out over that? You weren't rowdy, you weren't drunk, you weren't causing a scene, you weren't trying to start fights with anybody. You, I mean, I wasn't you, trying to start you weren't even fights. Re- if you probably would have said to you, hey, dude, leave the speaker alone, you would have complied. Yeah, I mean, you I... You weren't I, drunk and obnoxious, I right? did work promotions. Uh, yes, you did. You, know, you see, that's another thing. Rob knows all about promotions. Rob knows all about the club scene. He's there for us all the time. Uh, have you ever been thrown out of an establishment? one 800 I wasn't going to start there, but what the hell. Has anyone ever been thrown out of an establishment? And what got you thrown out? What did you do to be asked to leave wherever it was that you were? one 800 I got thrown out of the Regent Diner once. Uh, the Regent Diner is no longer in existence. It used to be in Jackson, uh, like about two doors away from a place called the Silver Bell Diner. And I was working a great adventure at the time. And, uh, and uh, we went there, as you would go to a diner. You know, why else would you go to the Regent Diner? You obviously had too much to drink, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and you need to be uh, out somewhere, you know. And uh, I, I figured I was being obnoxious. And I remember as they were dragging me to the door screaming, I'm going to tell my Uncle Regent on you.
you and you're all going to be fired. <laughs> but anyway, 1-800-283-101.5. Let's start there. Has anyone ever been thrown out of an establishment? And what was it you did that got you thrown out? Was it a bar? Was it a restaurant? Was it a business? Was it a place of business? Did you cause a scene? Were you arguing too loud at the library? You must have done something. 1-800-283-101.5. The things that got us ejected. Were you thrown out of a sporting event? Were you, uh, were you that dad who argued uh, too much for your son at the game? Or your daughter at the game? Did you ever get thrown out of someplace? And, of course, in New Jersey, we're fine, upstanding people. We would never be thrown out of anywhere. You know, we only go to the best of places. But I got to imagine, I want to hear some good stories. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been thrown out of someplace? Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. Five. New Jersey weather brought to you by Jersey Epoxy. Sick of your garage or basement floors looking so lightless? The experts at Jersey Epoxy are here for you. Specializing in metallic and epoxy floors that look incredible and will last a lifetime. Get a quote today. Call 877-EPOXY-NJ or go to jerseyepoxy.com. Steve Trevelis, have you ever been thrown out of an establishment? What was your story? How could something like that happen to someone like you? Tom is in Pemberton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tom. Hey, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure, Tom. What happened? So I was in a motorcycle accident, and I was taken to the hospital in, in an ambulance. Right. Uh, I get there, and they start taking x-rays, CAT scans, all this. Right. Go through everything, and next thing I know, nurse and security are showing up, and they're telling me that i got to leave. Why? I'm like, why? Right? Well, I come to find out that all my injuries were on the left side. Right. They x-rayed the right side and said there was nothing wrong with me. Get the hell out of here. Get the they, hell they out of here. They wouldn't even give me a wheelchair. What? My parents literally had to pick me up and carry me out. And two days later, as I was turning blue right. at my house because I couldn't breathe from all the broken ribs, and the vertebrae and everything. I went back to the hospital, and uh -huh. the doctor said, weren't you just here? And I go, yeah, they kicked me out. He goes, yeah, I see that. And then he told me why. Are you kidding? Because they looked at the wrong side. That's a lawsuit. Did you sue? Uh, well, no, because they said my injuries were the same. They didn't get worse. But you like, got, but they messed up. They, they, they You could have died. They, they treated me like a, like a rotten piece of meat. Oh, my God. They, they x-rayed the... They didn't know... But wait, you're laying on a table. They didn't realize that you're, you're writhing in pain from your left side as they're, as they're x-raying the other side and it doesn't dawn on them that maybe they're screwing this up? Yeah. Never, never dawned on them. Oh, my. How you doing now? You're okay now, right? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I, mean, I still live with pain every day, but I'm, I'm doing all right. Oh man, you should get a lawyer, Tom. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Pete is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Pete. Steve, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Love your show. We listen to you every night. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, yes. So what happened to you? You got kicked out. What did you get kicked out of? Rodney Dangerfield's club. You got kicked. Did Rodney kick you out or what? What do you have people? No, was it Rodney? Well, there's people. He's got know, because, people. Yeah, I I had a limousine business years ago, and they hired the car. It was five girls. Right. 
And, um, you know, I guess they were a little tuned up, so they were hackling the uh, comedian, you know. Right. And, uh, well, the one guy, a bouncer, came over and he said, Pete, you got to keep these guys, you know, girls quiet. Yeah, I know it's a little hard, though, you know. Right. What are you supposed but, to do? Any, well, uh, you know, I, they, I brought them in, so, you know. No, so you're responsible, but, right. Yes, yeah, kind of. So, uh, well, they kept it up, and they said, well, they came over and said, you got to go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, I mean, it's embarrassing. It really but, was. But, but did they go peacefully, or did they go, uh, you know, horribly? No, they went peacefully. They did. But, you know, in, in the beginning, they didn't want to leave, and, you know, they kept hackling the, the comedian, and, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. I to tell you. Oh, it goes on, you know. Oh, yeah. But when, you, when they're tuned up, you can't control them. No, no. I always had this thing. Can no. you imagine if, like, the, the three guys in Goodfellas, like De Niro, Leota, and Pesci, right. go to a comedy club, there and they're sitting in the front and at a table in the front, and they start, the comic starts messing with them from the stage? Would it be, could yeah. you imagine what that scene would be like with Pesci and the comic? Sure. Yeah. Right. He, gets, he gets slapped in the head. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. like, it's nuts. Hey, do I amuse you? Am I amused by you? No. I'm not amused by you at all. Pete, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Don't tell me. In all of New Jersey, there are only two people that have ever been thrown out of someplace. Where have you, right? I know. Where have you ever been thrown out of? My producer got thrown out of a club in Hoboken. My mild-mannered, wouldn't-hurt-a-fly producer got thrown out of a club in Hoboken. So, like, have you ever been... And what is it? It's got to be different today. Like, do they ask you to leave? Can they physically throw you out? Because I think... I don't know if they can put their hands on you. I know they used to. Back in the day, bouncers would, you know, to impress the girls, would beat the crap out of guys out in front of the club. And he's sitting there going, how could this happen? They killed a guy on Wall Township, uh, a place called the Royal Manor, uh, back in 1979. A guy named Thomas Warnicke, I think the name was. But 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been thrown out of an establishment? Have you ever been asked to leave by management? And uh, I'm interested, what did you do that could have caused such a thing to happen? You know, It doesn't have to be a bar. We had a guy thrown out of a hospital. Imagine that. Guy goes into a hospital with injuries, and they're asking him to leave. So what have you, has, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been asked to leave an establishment? Could be anywhere. Could be a business. Could be a bar. Could be a nightclub. Could be a place of recreation. Could be anything. But uh, what did you do that would get you ejected? That's it, right? We're ejected from ball game, right? Did the umpire ever throw you out of a game? 1-800-283-101.5. I cannot believe that this board isn't flooded right now where people wanted to tell me the stories of how they got kicked out of something. I got kicked out of a bowling alley once because I'm sitting there. Again, 18 years old, and uh, we're all drinking beers. We could do that at 18 when I was a kid. And uh, I'm watching this one guy, Archie, as he's, uh, he's, he's, he's kicking his feet back and forth. And the beer is on the floor. And the the guy, the manager of the bowling alley says, if you guys knock over one more beer, you guys do one, 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 no, not, if you, anything, you guys do anything else, I'm throwing you out of here because we were rowdy all night. Next time, next thing you do. And as he's saying it, I watched Archie kick the beer over and spill it all over the floor. And I'm like, all right, we're out of here. <laughs> Just pick this up and throw us out. John is in Manchester on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. 
Yes, I was asked to uh, leave a casino in Atlantic City. I was playing blackjack. I was not happy with uh, one of the patrons' uh, gambling habits, and mm. I got a little vocal. What did you do? I started, you know, cursing him out and telling him he was an idiot, and he split tens. Right. He split tens. I was like, you don't do that. You, you got a winning hand. You just leave it alone, you know? Uh-huh. And I was a little louder than that, and... Next thing you know, security's there. Sir, you know, you can calm down. And then I'm, like, I'm not going to calm down. And you have sure enough, I was escorted out. Ah. Um, on your break, um, if, look up uh, Ron White, uh. Drunk in Public, or Getting Thrown Out of a Bar. It's a very funny bit, and it fits right in with your uh, topic. Oh, I love Ron White. Absolutely, John. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Have you ever been kicked out of someplace? Have I ever been kicked out of some? I know. Should I be asking responsible newsman? Thrown out of establishment. Yeah, I'll say not that I can remember. Not that no. you can remember. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk off the air. <laughs> Look, it's seven thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news from New Jersey traffic also brought to you by Maloof Auto Group. Maloof has a huge inventory of new vehicles in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Stop getting put on a waiting list. You put yourself in the driver's seat with six brands to choose from and excellent customer service. Shop Route 1 in North Brunswick or online at Maloof.com. Steve Trevelis. My producer, my mild-mannered producer, goes to Hoboken, gets himself kicked out of a happening nightclub. Is he in a fight? No, he's shaking the speakers. He's shaking the speakers. What the hell happened to this world, right? Once upon a time, the band made the speakers shake. Now, it's 2023. But he's not the only guy to be thrown out of a bar in Hoboken. Mike is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. Love the show. Thank you, pal. Yes, when you said Hoboken, it brought back memories. Ah, what happened, Mike? Early 90s, picture being 22, 24 years old, the place is jamming, everything's happening back then. Right. I had to go to the bathroom so bad, number oh, one. Oh, and no. there was a line. Right. And I just I just weaseled by the line. Uh-oh. And I started going in the sink. Oh, my. What do you think you are, the Spectrum I, I, in Philadelphia? I, I, it, was, it, was, it was Hoboken, 1990, 1992. That was normal. Oh, I know. That's what they do in Philadelphia at the Spectrum. They used to do it at concerts. I'm like, what the hell? Somebody taps me on the shoulder. Uh-huh. A small guy, five, 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 six. I turn around. Uh-huh. There's a big chest on my face. I look up. This dude's like seven feet tall. Uh-oh. He was, he, he was nice. He, he's like, just finish. When you're done, you got to go. And I just... And we walked out, and all my friends were laughing. But uh, no, I guess what? All, all my friends left, and we went to the bar down the street. So, well, wait a minute. You were five five, right? Oh, this dude was like seven feet. No, but I'm just trying to figure. But I'm just trying to figure. You're you're peeing in the sink. You're, how big is the, how tall is the sink? If you're five was, five, oh, you, where okay, you are? Okay, I was on my tippy toes. I had to go. You had to be. You had to go. You gotta go. And you gotta really. Then then you went out of the bar. One eight hundred. That's quite the feat. I'm kidding, man. I'm not kidding. But I don't know what they do with the Wachovia Center. God only knows what they do with the Wachovia Center. But in the Spectrum in Philadelphia, that was commonplace. And also Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. Uh, they had to feed the rats, I guess. I don't know. Uh, what have you ever been thrown out of? Let's talk to Jim in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. How you doing? Good. How about you? 
Not bad. Now, this goes back a ways. I wasn't actually, I never actually got thrown out of a bar. But, but they I tried. Very, came very, well, I didn't really try. Um, no, they tried. Back in like, oh, they tried. It well, the one bartender tried. It was back when Magic Johnson was coming back from his HIV positive game. Right. And it was, it was on at 10 o'clock at night. So I told my wife, I said, look, I'm going to go out and watch the game. Was that the All-Star game? No, I don't think I'm. No, it wasn't an all-star okay. game. He came back with the Lakers. Okay. So I said, if I if I stay home, I'll end up falling asleep. Right. So I decided to go out. Right. So I go out. We're watching the game. The whole bar is watching the game, and all of a sudden, eleven o'clock comes around, and this relatively new bartender decides he's going to put on the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before they, this is way before they had like mega TV. Yeah, there was one TV in the corner, right? So I. Even the waitresses who were done their shift were watching the game, and I'm like, "Excuse me, no answer." And he's only five feet from me. Right. I said, "Excuse me," wouldn't turn around. Well, I gave him a few choice words, and he turned around. Right. He says, "I want you out of here," and I said, nah, "I don't think that's going to happen." <laughs> he goes, "Well, I'm not serving you anymore," and I said, "Would you like to bet?" So right. the other bartender comes around. He goes, I heard the whole conversation, Jim. I'll serve you right in front of the other. Oh, God. So I stopped going there for, I mean, I only go to the bar, you know, maybe a couple times a month. Right. You know, I stopped in there. But I knew everybody in there. And and a couple of months ago, about six months went by before I went back in. And who's at the bar? This bartender. Right. And he tried to give me a free beer. I actually turned down beer. Wait, he's trying to make a peace offering. He, he, he realized that's his way of saying I'm sorry. Right? Nothing says I'm sorry like beer, Jim. Yeah, I realized that. Right? Come on, man. You know, it's better than chocolate. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I was still a little upset about that, so I, I turned it down. So, so did you guys now, have you ever gone back into that bar? Oh, yeah, he got fired not long after. Oh, then it was all worth it. Okay, now I got it. Yeah, it was well worth it. <laughs> all right, man, thanks for the call. Frank is in West Windsor on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Frank. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You can or you can't? I can, Frank, would I reply if I couldn't hear you? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a long time ago, too. It was back right. in the 90s. It was down in Jackson. Right. A young lady in the, I don't remember the name of the bar. But, uh, I'm trying to think of a bar in Jackson. I didn't even know, I didn't even know the word. A Cassville Tavern? I mean, what are the bars in Jackson? That's okay. Go ahead. Jackson. It was on, on route. Route. Uh, 526? Uh, you know, I, I don't remember the Don't part. worry about that. Tell the story. I down to Jackson. Oh, okay. The, what happened was she, uh, she was a... She, she was drunk. Right. I guess I was a little drunk, and uh, we were talking about. She told me she had a tattoo. Right. So she said, "Do you want to see it?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." So she says, "Come with me." So we go into the ladies' room. Oh God. <laughs> and she pulls her pants down. Mm-hmm. She had it on her butt. So the next thing I know, the door opens, and they go, "Okay, get the hell out of here." Oh man, you got kicked out. Well, you know, if you're gonna get kicked out of a bar. <laughs> You know, it's a good story. It's a good way to do it. 
I like that. Frank, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. The old tattoo on the butt in the ladies' room. If that don't get you kicked out of the bar, nothing will. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been kicked out of a New Jersey establishment? We have people kicked out of bars. We have one guy kicked out of the hospital. What about you? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been kicked out of a bar? Do you know anyone who's being, or no, have you ever been kicked out of anywhere? In New Jersey. We don't need to keep it at bars. Do you know anyone who's being held back from what they want or need to do or had to stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you heard someone say, I don't do that anymore, or I can't because of my hip, knee, foot, back, etc.? If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does it sound familiar to you? I went to the doctor. They gave me muscle relaxers, pain pills, told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription is needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. And no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like the newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. New Jersey's new. Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. New Jersey weather brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan? They can pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care. See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-888-E-Veterans. Steve Trevelis. All right, my producer went to Hoboken over the weekend and uh, got a little rowdy in a club, uh, jostling the speakers. And uh, they threw him out. They threw his ass out of the club. I want to know, have you ever been kicked out of an establishment? Any establishment. Mark is in Forked River on New Jersey 101.5. I'm sorry. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you, Mike? I'm good, Mike. How you doing? I'm sorry. I called you Mark. No problem. So, so what happened? Well, I was working nights, right. a lot of hours, and mm-hmm. my wife couldn't put up with no more. So I came to my house and the door was locked. And her, and her my father answered said the door. He said, "You can't come in here." I said, "Why not?" She says, "Well, you force sex on her in her sleep." I said, "In her sleep? How does she know I force sex on her?" What? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Wait, she told that to her father. So you got kicked out of the house. Right. Did they call the cops or anything? <laughs> yeah, I did. What happened was she had another lover. Oh man, this is a hell of a story. So, so what happened in the end? You got you dumped her, right? You got divorced. Uh, and at the end, I'm divorced now, almost twenty five years from her. Twenty five years. <laughs> How about you know? And, and her father kicked you out of the house. Her father, yeah. And I had three kids at the time. My daughter was only like three years old. Right. Now, how are they now? The kids all, everybody understands, right? You, what, you? They're married. They're all married to five grandkids now. Everything's good. Oh, man, what a life. Did you ever meet anybody else? Sure. Good for you. Good for you, Mike. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You never know what you're going to get when you throw the net out, you know.
I uh, come on in, come on in, come on. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Have you ever been kicked out of an establishment? This show got me kicked out of an establishment. This show, actually, yeah, because uh, my friend uh, Johnny Boss and I, John Daskus, is uh, used to do traffic at WJJZ, which mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. So uh, he used to work for me, and I'm not even. I'm, I'm going to be a class act to this day and not name the place. But uh, Johnny and I, we go, uh, we meet for lunch down in Cherry Hill at a certain diner on Route 70, mm-hmm. and um, I ask, you know, and I go in there, I order the uh, Cobb salad. And it's a big salad, and they they put it on a ginormous plate. And if I, they, and instead of giving you like what I I like when I get my salad, I like the dressing all mixed in. I don't want to have to do this. God, you guys are wrong. I don't want to have to do this. So what happens is I ask very kindly if they would just you know mix the dressing into the salad, right? And uh, the first time they did it. Uh, the guy, the guy gives me a lot of hassles, refuses to do it, on and on and on. And, uh, finally they relent and, uh, the waitress, you know, mixes it in for me. So six months later, we go back for lunch and, uh, actually, no, what happened was, uh, the guy says, you know, I'm going to do it, but I'm only going to do it this one time. And he's telling me how it's too it's too laborious to do it. They, you know, there's only ten people in the whole place, but you know it's going to screw things up in the back. It takes too long. I said, "Who's here? I'm willing. You know, I'm going to give you a bigger tip if you do this for me." And uh, so what happened was they finally did it. They finally relented. And at the end of the night, I uh, I mean at the end of the you know when I, at the end of the day I came up here and I talked about it on the radio. And again, never mentioned the name of the place, just said, should we be doing this? You know, should they have done it? And about six, a couple of months later, I go back in there to eat. And the guy actually heard the broadcast and got mad and threw me out. And I never met, to this day, I'm too much of a class act. Even though I actually contributed money to the owner's charity, like I know the guy. And I even emailed the owner and said, dude, your guy, you need to know about this, right? And uh, never got a response. But I will still be a class act. Kyle, hang on. I'm going to give you more time. National winner of the 2022 Edward R. Murrow Award for Best Newscast. We are New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton. WKXW HD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trouble is talking to you till 11 o'clock at night because that's what we do at 1-800-283-101.5. If you're a Badfinger fan, Joey Mullen is going to join us. Uh, Beetlefest is coming to the uh, Hyatt Regency in Jersey City at the end of the month, uh, March 31st through April the 2nd. Patty Boyd's going to be there, George Harrison's ex-wife. Uh, going to be great. Weaklings will be there. Uh, Joey Mullen's going to be there from Badfinger. Peter Asher's going to be there. Peter and Gordon. It's going to be a great time. Uh, but Joey's coming on. And a lot to talk about with Joey. Uh, but for right now, uh, Governor Murphy had mandated that another one of Governor Murphy's orders, right? Because we live under the, uh, you know, under the uh, 
orders of Governor Phil Murphy, but uh, he had new sex education standards that he uh, mandated be taught in New Jersey schools. Now, among them, fifth graders learn about romantic and sexual feelings, masturbation, mood swings, the timing of puberty. Eighth graders should know about the definitions of vaginal, oral, and anal sex and identify short and long-term contraception and safer sex methods. Um, State first required sex ed to be taught in all schools uh, is under fire once again uh, because they were talking about gender norms by second grade, masturbation by fifth grade. So these were basically the rules, and they should be taught in the schools. And the schools now have to deal with this because Governor Murphy's not there to uh, monitor the conversations between the schools and their parents. Controversial new sex education standards went into effect in New Jersey at the start of the school year, and the districts could determine how they were going to do it. Eric Scott wrote this piece. Uh, Basically, facing enormous pressure from parents and community members, some districts have sought to uh, get around the new standards. Uh, Some got creative, ranging from uh, outright rejection of the new standards to allowing parents to opt in their children to uh, saying, what are we going to do? We're going to teach it on the last day of school. But if you're out of school on the last day, well, you missed it. But we taught it, so we don't want to hear about that. And uh, Governor Murphy and his education commissioner were initially harsh when talking about noncompliance. When Middletown Board of Education opposed the new standards and vowed to opt in opt-in policy, the Murphy administration threatened to haul them into court. So basically, we haven't been hearing much about this. With the current school year nearly two-thirds complete, Murphy and the acting New Jersey commissioner, uh, Angelica Allen McMillan, have been largely silent. But now... Now, somebody's, uh, somebody's a poking the dragon here. A group called the New Jersey Public Education Coalition is urging them to break that silence and force compliance in all districts. In a letter to the Murphy and Alan McMillan, the group cites several examples of circumvention mentioned in a recent School Ethics Commission report. NJ.com reports the letter begs for immediate intervention. The safety of children is being challenged, and LGBTQIA plus community is being ostracized and told they are broken and they don't belong, putting an already at-risk community at further damage. So, basically, what should happen here? Uh, What they would like is for, uh, you know, the commissioner and Governor Murphy to enforce that the sex education be taught in the schools. Uh, How do you feel about this? Last September, districts were warned if districts do not comply with the new standards, they face loss of local control, monitoring by the state, and in extreme cases, loss of state aid. So, is it worth it? Uh, as uh, State Senator Stephen Araujo says, communities will be forced to decide whether standing up for their values is worth the economic pain the Murphy administration might impose on them for daring to assert their parental rights. So a couple of things here to unpack. Number one, how do you feel about Governor Murphy's new sex ed standards being taught in New Jersey schools? Is it worth the risk of the penalties for not teaching them And uh, would the smart thing to do here be to just leave it be? I don't know why we need the school to teach our children sex anyway. I think that's something parents should do. I think it's something the family should decide when to do. Most of these kids already know anyway because their friends teach them. I don't know. I, I, you know I, like I said, I found out about it when a guy named Frankie Bizzani told me as we were playing hide-and-seek and I was up on a ledge. 
And I almost fell off the ledge when I heard exactly what he was talking about. But 1-800-283-101.5, how do you feel about this? Should they be enforcing this? Should the schools be complying? And how is it working out for you, the parent, dealing with these kids learning about sex at the ages that they're learning about it? Are you having discussions with your children when they come home? Do you talk about it over the dinner table or somewhere else maybe? Um, Do you ask them about what they're learning in school? 1-800-283-101.5. And, uh, you know, should outside organizations be forcing the governor's hand here? Maybe the best thing to do, maybe like, you know, to keep the peace, I guess, would be, okay, we told them, we got the law in place, now do we enforce it? And what would happen with enforcing the law? Is it fair that the people should lose state aid, that, you know, districts should lose state aid because they're not teaching this? Especially when so many parents are against it? one 800 And what the hell is the Murphy administration doing uh, as far as parents educating their kids about sex? So, I mean, I get the idea of the law is the law. And the governor gave an order and needs to enforce that order. But again, you know, I go back to uh, the parents and the kids who are, you know, could care less about politics, but this is going to affect their lives. It's going to affect the family relationship. Parents should be able to decide when they want to teach their kids about sex. as the talk that parents should have with kids. Have you had that talk with your kids? 1-800-283-101.5. To date, there have been no evidence the Murphy administration has taken any action so far. The Public Education Coalition is suggesting the school board members who voted against implementing the new sex ed standards could be forcibly removed for violating ethical standards. The removal of a school board member would require a ruling from a judge or state administrative agency. Citing the School Ethics Commission uh, commission opinion, the coalition offered to prepare a test case the state could use to take action. So basically, the coalition is trying to get Murphy to act on this, to force the schools to teach this. Those schools that aren't or aren't complying. Obviously, it's, uh, it's a problem. It's a problem that the schools are having because, again, they got to deal with the parents. So how do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. Should the governor just uh, let it be? Or should they act on it? Should they now force the schools? Should the, should they be infor- you know, enforcing this to the point of where it's possible that state financial aid should be risked? 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about Governor Murphy's sex education standards being taught in the New Jersey schools? Is it affecting you? Is it affecting your family? Is it worth making risking the penalties for not teaching them? Do you get to the point where you're like, you know what, I don't care. Keep the money. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And would the best way to handle this would be not to do anything. For as long as possible. 
1-800-283-101.5. Your call. Are you in the market of flipping homes? Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage will help you get your home sold fast and for the most money possible. Warren and Bonnie acquired a home in Plainfield as part of an estate. They decided to sell it. They listed it with Rob and his team who employed their world-class marketing, getting 43 showings and multiple offers in only 10 days on the market. The home sold for 350000 which was $15,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Rob's multi-million mar- dollar marketing strategy and experience negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. Or Google robsellsnj. And then you start packing. Here's Fred. It's the song for the vice president. Camelot. Okay, 1-800-283-101.5. All right, so basically Governor Murphy has uh, the sex ed standards that had to go in this year. Uh, many parents don't agree with him. Many schools uh, trying to get around teaching them because they got to deal with the parents who don't agree with them. Now there's a coalition saying uh, you need to enforce these laws. How do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. Jim is in Cranford on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. How you doing, Steve? Good. How about you? I'm doing good. How's your night going? So far, so good. How about you? It's going good. I just want to comment on this issue as a you know parent of a young child. I think more than ever it's challenging you know to be a parent. You know you have the schools infected with this woke politics. The teachers unions are more corrupt than anybody. That they infect the state politics. You know the, the state is doing what the teachers union says because they give the money. You know the, the political candidates and that's what Governor Murphy. That's where he gets his marching orders from. And the band played on. That's it. You know what? Yeah, but here. Probably the best thing to do would be to do nothing and just say if you can get go out the year, you know, make it through the year. What happens when they start enforcing these policies? Why stir the pot? There's so many people that are against this, myself included. You know, this is not something that needs to be taught in schools. And parents should decide when they want to teach their kid what they want to teach their kid about sex. Of course, and parents always have to have the option, you know, what hap- what is being taught to their child, especially if it's going to be sensitive information. But, you know, parents need to demand action from lawmakers. Ultimately, that's how our system works. If we want change, we have to talk to the lawmakers to change the laws. If we're not happy with them, that's what has to be done. But now we have the lawmakers deciding what we should be telling them, and that's how they put it out, and that's how they run. It's, it's almost like a monarchy instead of a democracy. I agree with you 100%, Steve, and that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation, because we need to take action. Well, that's what we're doing right now, right? We're having this conversation. But, Jim, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Where are you on this? How do you feel? I'm surprised you're not, like, upset enough to call about this. Seriously. I mean, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. So should Murphy be enforcing the law? Should he be, for, you know, in, coming down on the schools that aren't teaching his new sex education standards? as a coalition that wants him to do that, or uh, so far they haven't done anything. They've threatened to do a lot of things, but so far they haven't done anything. The Public Education Coalition is suggesting the school board members who voted against implementing the new sex ed standards could be forcibly removed. They voted. 
part of the deal of getting the vote is you get your opinion. So they voted. And because they didn't vote the right way, they should be removed from the school board. Okay? That's where we are now. Communities will be forced to decide whether standing up for their values is worth the economic pain the Murphy administration might impose on them for daring to assert their parental rights. State Senator Stephen Araujo. So basically, stand, is it worth it standing up for yourself? Knowing you could lose financial aid. Which is more important, the money or how you parent your children? Or what you feel your children should be taught? And who decides what your children, your children should be taught? Should that be a parent's decision? Should that be a teacher's decision? Elliot is in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Elliot. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. What are you uh, thinking? Good to, uh, good, to, good to chat with you. Same here. Um, you know, I think things should be the way they used to. I agree. As a society, we need to make progress. But it all depends on what you're discussing, right? So I always believe traditionally kids should learn math, science, you know, general American history, world history, and so on. But when it comes to sex education, it should really be left to the parents. I mean, there are some things today that the parents still should be responsible for. We're still a normal society with nuclear families. And in general, children should be taught those types of things by their family. I'm not against your traditional sex education classes where we teach children how babies are made and we keep it really high level and very simple. Scientific. Right? It, it all goes back to basic anatomy. Right. Scientific. Scientific. Correct. Correct. Yeah. This whole, pro this whole progression with... You know, and I'm going to come right out and say it, uh, multiple genders and different types of sex. And well, I mean, you know what? You can, you can teach about view, you know, not so much viewpoint. You can, you can teach, you can explain, you know, what's going on. But by the same token, this should be, because you know what? Not every parent does. And part of the problem is the interaction that kids have with parents. Not every family lives like your family or my family. There are kids who hardly ever see their parents. You know, there are kids who get up and they take care of themselves in the morning and they, they get themselves ready for school and they come home and mom and dad are single mom or single dad, they'll work. You know what I mean? Not every parent has that, has that conversation. They should have that conversation. So the idea of like so explaining... I, I go ahead. I think you just said it, and when you're governing what some of these governors or even presidents forget, you're governing for the masses. You're not governing for just your party. You're exactly. not governing just for liberals or conservatives or independents. You're governing. You're govern. You know, governing for the entire body of people. So you got to keep it very generalized. And they promise they're going to do that, but they never do. Right. They promise we're going to be we're going to be I'm going to be the president or the governor of everybody. And then after about what, as soon as they get as soon as they leave the podium, they become the governor of their side. And that's the problem. Campaign rhetoric. It's all it's all campaign rhetoric to get everybody to elect them. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, once they get in. They do two things. They govern towards their side and for re-election. <laughs> exactly. You know, from day one. Elliot, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. So are there schools that are not 
teaching Governor Murphy's sex education policies. Apparently, uh, there are because there's a New Jersey public education coalition that would like the schools to teach Governor Murphy's sex ed policies. And uh, if not, come down on them. Come down on them with what he's threatened to do. You know, and that could be take away state aid. That could be, uh, you know, basically make, you know, make life pretty difficult for him. How do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, so far, Governor Murphy, you know, they really haven't done anything. They've put it out there. You know, they've given, they've basically said, this is what you've got to teach. And uh, you can decide how you're going to teach it. And a lot of schools said, all right, well, you know what? We're going to let them opt in. No, you can't do that. Uh, we're going to teach it on the last day of school. This way, if they happen to be out, hey, we thought it. We did our shot. Hey, we don't really want to do that. So Governor Murphy uh, basically now uh, is being asked to come down on these schools. How do you feel about that? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, so far, he hasn't. You know, so far, uh, they haven't really done anything. How do you feel about that? Last September, districts were warned if they do not comply with the new standards, they face a loss of local control, monitoring by the state, and in extreme cases, uh, loss of state aid. So is it worth it? Is it worth it to lose the state aid to be able to teach or to be able to not teach or have control over what your kids are taught in New Jersey schools? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, to date, there's been no evidence the Murphy administration has taken any such action. The Public Education Coalition is suggesting that school board members who voted against implementing the new sex ed standards could be forcibly removed for violating ethical standards. To me, that makes no sense. Removal of a school board member would require a ruling from a judge or a state administrative society. How far do we want to go with this? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse. It's 830. Now the latest New Jersey. Brought by the American Legion with over 250 local posts, 38,000 members in New Jersey. The American Legion stands ready to help all veterans and their families navigate the red tape to get the benefits they have earned. Why not join a local post today? Call 609-695-5418. Steve Trevelisse. I'd all governors impose sex standards be taught in the New Jersey schools. Or else! So far he hasn't acted on the or else! But there's a New Jersey public school coalition that would like them to act on the or else. Is it worth acting on the or else, or should he just leave well enough alone? Is it worth the penalties for the schools for not teaching them? 1-800-283-101.5. Just to uh, give you a little refresher of what we're talking about here. Fifth graders learn about romantic and sexual feelings, masturbation, mood swings, the timing of puberty. Eighth graders should know about the definitions of vaginal, oral, and anal sex. Identify short and long-term contraception, safer standards. Uh, Let's see. We've also got... uh, Discussions for gender norms by second grade. Your thoughts. Greg is in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Good evening, sir. I love the show. I love the show. Thank you, Pat. How are you? You're spreading the word. You're spreading the word. So I'm a teacher, and it's almost the okay, and then we're not doing it. 
So what happens, though? I mean, like, it's been going on this long. Now, suddenly, uh, he's getting a little oots to uh, move this along, to, you know, to, to carry out his threats. Well, as you and I know, he's on his way out. So he's, he's throwing the Hail Mary. Right. He's trying to get, but, but, but that's why there's, there's a shortage of teachers everywhere across the state, across the Northeast, because the, the teachers are not teaching anymore. We want to teach kids how to read and how to write and how to do math. The other stuff is up to the parents. Well, why, you know... I, I'm raising my children. Right. What's right is there's one and two, and that's it. And what and your teacher's wrong. And, and call your teacher out, because they're wrong. They shouldn't be teaching that. Well, I wonder, like, what happens? Like, you, when you, te- you don't teach this in school. You're a teacher. So what happens when you don't teach it? What do they do? Okay, so there's the... It's how you write the report. Okay? It's right. when the door closes. It's the, uh-huh, yep. And then the kids... Luckily, the kids can't retain what you're taught regularly, so they're going to say, hey, you might have taught it. They can't really monitor it. It's, everything's a threat, a threat tactic now in schools. Well, you got to teach this and you got to teach that. No, I don't. How about because that? I come with personal beliefs. Like, like I, my students, you're, now you're not going to say the pledge correctly. We're going to stand up and do it again. And then when the parent comes in, I'll have the parent come in and tell them why we respect the flag. Okay, I'm a veteran. Right. There's, there's, there's a reason why we respect the flag. So... There's ideas that are out there that they can have their opinion, but we teachers are human beings also. We have our opinions. We have our beliefs. And a lot of the teachers, believe it or not, forget the unions. I talked to my friends. Our teachers did this. I know a lot of teachers are more conservative now, but they're afraid to say it. Yeah, because they don't want to lose their job because you're, you know, you're, it shouldn't be about politics. It should be about teaching and it should be about being able to teach actual, like you said, reading, writing, arithmetic instead of this. And there's so many things that we wish we could teach in school, like how to balance a checkbook, you know, like why are we teaching kids things that are going to be, that you should learn in school? Let the parents take care of the things that they should be teaching at home, like sex ed. Hundred percent. That, but but I'm the guy that drives up to school with my Trump flags and my say no to mask and vaccines, and I tell Spadia and and, and that people think, yeah, that's I, I'm I'm a human being. I, I can have my own rights. Well, I had see. Donald Trump in my classroom. Well, you see, president. yeah, uh, that goes that goes against their grain, so that can happen. But why couldn't you have a picture of a president? And why couldn't you have a picture of a president on the wall? Right? Because it didn't go with their beliefs. Yeah, and that's just wrong. Greg, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But if you had a picture of Biden, that'd be okay. Put them both up. Joyce is in Sayreville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joyce. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, I am totally against this. Right. It's out of their league. Um, society survived without being taught anal sex. In eighth grade, um, it's it. How do you know what a third grader or a fifth grader what they're capable of understanding? That's that's totally wrong. They're totally out but of their. their you view. know the child. The parent knows the child. They should know when they want to do it. They're sexualizing our children right from the beginning, right from the start. Mm. So they're going to make this a norm by the time the kids are in high school. They're going to think all oh, this is normal. You know what? I mean, I know I have children. I have grandchildren. Mm-hmm. They know what they like and don't like. You don't have to teach them. You're going to know. Well, you don't have to be taught or led this way or that way. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as your relationships and stuff, you're going to know. <laughs> it's not something that needs to be taught. Mm-hmm. And 
those are things that should be taught in the home. The functions, functions of your body, but not the, the sexual part of it, no. All right, Joyce, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Basically, he has said, you've got to do this. So should he be enforcing it? And that's where we are now. Now this coalition says, you know, you're not enforcing it. We want you to enforce it. Gary's in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gary. Hi, what's happening? How you doing? I'm good, Gary. How are you? Uh, good, good. I just got back in the vehicle here. So, you know, I don't understand. But at the end of the day, my parents raised four boys. I'm the youngest of four. We respected everybody. We learned numbers. We learned history. We learned things. Today, what are they really teaching these kids today? Um, I blame, forget about the teachers right now, as a parent or parents. Right. It's not the teacher's fault. They're doing what they're told to do. This is not something they, whether they want to do it or not, regardless of how they feel, they're told they've got to do it. Now, if the schools are not doing it, you know, uh, that's, you know, that's on them. But the idea, this isn't something a teacher should have any blame for whatsoever. Right. But they should stand up. I understand it's about their jobs. I get all that. That's a big deal when it's about your job. They make a lot of money. Well, I don't know. They don't make a lot of money. But they make money. Would you stay? I mean, think about this. If you were a teacher, Greg, Gary, would you stand up? Would you, you know, would you risk your job on it? To be honest with you, I, if I had more people with me, absolutely. And I'll tell you why. Is it fair that a union tells you you have to be a Democrat, vote Democrat? Is it fair if they want you to vote Republican? No, I agree with that. Why, why do they have to do this stuff? But getting back to school. Whatever happened to, hey, you know what, I'm going to leave your son for detention or, you know, you got home. My mother would say, wait till your father gets home. It's the respect today. And I understand teachers are in a little tough situation. But look at that poor girl, not to bring that poor girl, the bullying. No, I get that. Never, ever happened. Absolutely. You know, and that comes from the parents who don't raise their kids right and allow that to happen. You know, with their, like I said, I hope whatever, whoever was involved in that, I hope they get the book thrown at them. And I hope it's made public and everybody knows what can happen to kids who bully. Because that's what need, we don't get enough about that. We hear about the kids who were bullied. We don't hear what happens to the kids who do the bullying. Gary, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jersey 101.5 is giving you the luck of the Irish. You can win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs plus a Wegmans gift card. This is the last week to listen to 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app to win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs and a Wegmans gift card. There's three lucky winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, New Jersey Lottery. Anything can happen in Jersey and Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or Order at Wegmans.com. May the luck of the Irish be with you from New Jersey, 101.5, and also with you. All right, so uh, Governor Murphy uh, imposed his new sex standards beginning of the year that all schools had to teach it, and the schools responded by, uh, I don't know, trying to get around it, maybe having the parents opt out, uh, maybe teaching it on the last day of school so that maybe they just take that day off anyway and miss it, but they could say they did it. And uh, Governor Murphy really hasn't uh, pushed the issue. He really hasn't tried to enforce any of this. And now there's a coalition saying that he should. Uh, 
And how do you feel about that? 1-800-283-101.5. Group called the New Jersey Public Education Coalition, urging them to uh, force compliance in all districts. So far, they haven't. So uh, NJ.com reports a letter begs for immediate intervention, saying the safety of children is being challenged and LGBTQIA plus community is being ostracized and told they are broken and don't belong, putting an already at-risk community in further danger. I'm not seeing where that's happening uh, here, but that's, you know, what's in the letter. So how do you feel about this? Is it worth, uh, you know, if they don't teach this, they could risk losing state aid. Is it worth risking losing state aid? And as far as parents go, how do you feel about this? Do you talk to your kids? Like, I remember, like, when my sons were learning about this and they came home. And, uh, you know, now we don't want to talk about it. Now we just don't want to talk about it. You know, what was the reaction? What was your reaction when you first found out? You know, from 1-800-283-101.5. But it really comes down to, of all the things that you wish schools could teach kids, why does it have to be this? Why is it that any group that speaks up and gets mad gets placated in New Jersey? Or any group on one side of the fence? So here we are, you know, in a situation where parents are going to be forced to uh, have their kids go to school and hear things and learn about stuff that they feel they may feel they're too young for. And they have no choice in the matter. And the schools realize this because they have to deal with it. You know, Governor Murphy's not sitting in the administrative office when the calls come in. He's not answering the email on the superintendent's email. By the way, Brick Superintendent Tom Farrell is going to call tomorrow night at 710 talk about the, uh, the way the school taxation works or doesn't work in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. If you're, a, if you're a Beatles fan or a Badfinger fan, Joey Mullen, who's a guitarist from Badfinger, classic rock band, uh, is going to be calling in after the news. So do stick around. Trusted, reliable, honest. Depend on New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton, WKXWHD. That's all right. You and me through the night. Steve Trevelis, New Jersey 101.5. The number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com. Check out the blog, Survivor New Jersey. Way to get the best Italian pastries. We know. We, we check this out. We send people to go out and find this stuff for you. And uh, you never know what we may find. One of the greatest intros in rock and roll, as far as I'm concerned. Listen to that. This is Badfinger. And uh, they're going to be at the festival for the Beatle fans, which is coming to uh, the Hyatt Regency in Jersey City on March 31st through April the 2nd. Patty Boyd's going to be there, George Harrison's ex-wife. Peter Asher's going to be there. And uh, Badfinger guitarist Joey Mullen is going to be there right now. And he joins me now on New Jersey 101.5. How are you? I'm good, huh? Good, good, good. You sound good. 
Dude, I, I, I am a big fan. I'm a, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Badfinger, but I have been seeing your 50 years ago today shows. I saw both tours so far. We got a lot to talk about. First of all, let's talk about you and the Beatles. Like you made appearances. Now, you played on All Things Must Pass, George Harrison, the concert for Bangladesh, and John Lennon's Imagine. How did you guys all get together in the first place? Well, uh, the reason we we were with them uh, and played on those records because we were with you know the bad thing about Amazon Apple Records, right? And uh, so they, they naturally called one of their uh, one of their employees, if you like, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, for us to go and play with a guitar. Not really, uh, you know, one of their their uh, their label, their artists, you know, artists they called us, right. but, uh, and then we did a good job for them, I think. Uh, you did. You know, they're, 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 and that's what they're looking for when you're doing those things. You know, they're just, uh, they're not all looking for you to dance and sing for them. Mm -hmm. They're looking for you to play, play the guitar in our case, you know. So. Yeah, but you know what? You, you did some of the best songs the Beatles never did. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very nice of you to say that. Uh, people say things like that about our band and, uh, well, you know, it always amazed us then, and it still amazes me now. You know. Did they? Did working with them raise your level as a band? I mean, how much did you learn? How much of an influence were the Beatles on Badfinger? Just as you guys were writing your own and producing your own music under their tutelage. Yeah, well, uh, sure, but you know, like everybody else, uh, we we'd been influenced by the Beatles through all their records, right? Stuff just like we were influenced by Chuck Berry and all the rest of that. You know, uh, so we already had that influence. And then when we met them and, and we started to do those things like play on, on, on those sessions and making our own records, uh, you know, when we went in to record No Dice, we had Mal Evans producing us, wow. Mal Evans, and he was the Beatles roadie. Yeah. You know, and he was in all of those Beatles sessions for all those great records that the Beatles made. You know? Oh, sure. Uh, so he was sitting there watching them guys make records, so he brought that all with him as well. How about that? Now, was it George Harrison that discovered you guys? Brought you in? Uh, no, no, uh, no. Uh, the, the, uh, Bill Collins, our manager, uh -huh. um, uh, he, he wangled it to get some tapes into Paul McCartney. Uh, he, oh. had, he had a slight relationship with... Paul's father in Liverpool. Okay. Because they were both musicians. Right. And, uh, you know, Bill Collins, our guy, was a, was a pianist. Uh-huh. Paul's dad played the trumpet. Right. And so they kind of had this slight musical relationship in the in, back in those days. Mm -hmm. And so he... Bill, when when he was he got to be manager managing the Ivies, as, as Badfinger was called at that point. Right. Uh, he was managing them, and he used that slight relationship to get in to meet Paul McCartney at Abbey Road Studios. You know. Nice, nice. Yeah, and he, and he chatted to him, and while he was chatting to him, he talked about having this band. He was mm -hmm. managing a band from Liverpool and then Wales, and. Uh, he said, can I, give you, can I give you a tape? And he gave Paul a tape of songs, you know? Right. And it, it took three tapes of songs. Wow. Uh, to to uh, Before, and I don't know whether it was George, but the Beatles had to say yes 
You know? Yeah, they all did, right? Yeah, they, I think they all had to say yes yeah. to the band now, being signed. And so they did say yes, and they signed the band. Nice. Now, what, what's your best Beatles story? What's your best story, Joey Mullen, hanging with the Beatles? Uh, my best story is uh, George uh, calling up one night asking me what I'm doing, and I wasn't doing anything, me and my, me and my wife, Kathy, and uh, he just said, what, what, what are you and Kathy doing tonight? And I said, nothing, and he said, do you want to go and see the band? And... Uh, this was the only time that the Beatles, one of the Beatles actually called and asked me to go. Did I want to go out? <laughs> you know? Uh, and I went that night with him. We met him at the Albert Hall, and uh, he had a box and everything. Uh, just funny things happened. Uh, the, the, when he went to get the tickets, right. he just walked up to the, the will call window, and the, the fella dropped the ticket, so you know he was so stunned at seeing George Harrison <laughs> at, at, at the window. And then uh, anyway, we went, we went in. George was in his jeans and all that stuff, you know, the skinny guy with the really long hair. Uh -huh. that, that George and uh, and we just went in and, and he had a box and went in there. There was Eric Clapton and uh, Patsy Boyd was there. No, Patsy Boyd. Eric was with somebody, I know that. Right. I'm not sure if he and George uh, or George and uh, George and Patty had broken up by then. I'm not sure. Right. But, uh, well, you're going to see well, Patty this Saturday. I mean, next weekend. Yeah, you're going to see Patty next weekend. Maybe I can ask her about it. <laughs> there you go. You could find out. Now, were you, go, were you going to see the band or just a band? The band. Oh, the band. You're going to see the band. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to see the band, yeah. And so George and Eric were, uh, were going, and he just had some spare seats in the thing, and he thought he'd call up. And he called up, you know, the bad thing else to see if anybody wanted to go. So How about that? Yeah, I'll, I want to go. <laughs> see that? Next thing you know, you're playing on his albums. Hey, you guys, I got to tell you, man, I've seen, it was 50 years ago today, I saw you do it with Todd Rundgren, Jason Chef, Christopher Cross, and Mickey Dolan's with the White Album. And then it's you and Jason and Chris and Denny Lane doing Rubber Soul and Revolver. How did those tours come together? Uh, like most tours, really, uh, like that. Uh, great promoter out of New York, uh, 20th century artists, uh, um, uh, put the tour together, and uh, you know we put the show together. And they always put like a first, a first class thing together, you know. Yeah. And it was great, you know, with Todd Rundgren and uh, Christopher Cross and Danny Lane. Uh, you know, you can't go far wrong, really. You know what I mean? No, not at all. <laughs> that, you know, they all bring the, the life to the show. Uh, Todd is stunning, as you probably know, uh, in his live performance. The, the amount of energy the guy brings, and uh, the, the songs all leap off the stage, at, you know, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's a great treat to do the tour in the first place. And, uh, so when they call up and say, you want to do the tour, I go, yeah, yeah, I do. You know? Are there any more? You got any more albums you're going to cover? Uh, we haven't, well, there's loads of other albums to cover, but uh, Christopher and Todd have got very busy uh, schedules anyway. Right. You know, I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got a schedule, but it's not as busy as theirs is. And so they like to go out there and do their own performances and sing their own songs, you know, as well. Yeah. As we all do, you know, really. Uh, so, they, you know, you're going to take time out to do that stuff. I'm doing the same thing now. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, so, you know, just doing stuff, casinos and things like that. And you're going to be doing the festival for Beatle fans, uh, March 31st to April 2nd, with Patty Boyd, Peter Asher. Uh, You're going to have a blast. I can't wait. I'm going to come up and see you guys. Terry Sylvester's going to be there. Terry Sylvester's going to be there. It's going to be great. Yeah. Joey, thanks so much for coming on, man. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, you're very welcome, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You got it. 1-800-283-101.5. Joey Mullen from Badfinger with Beatles Stories. Here's Fast Traffic. Busy. 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. That is a great show if uh, you get the chance. Um, Joey Mullen, Jason Sheff from Chicago, Christopher Cross, Todd Rundgren. Uh, one point they had Mickey Dolan's doing the White Album. Another point they had Denny Lane doing Rubber Soul Revolver. But what they do is they all go out and they would tour uh, the Beatle albums. And uh, each got to play two of their own hits. So uh, Joey got to play No Matter What and Baby Blue. And Baby Blue, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, that was the song that they played at the end of the finale. Uh, but if you're a Beatle fan, the Fest for Beatle fans is going to be at the Hyatt Regency, Jersey City, uh, on the Hudson, which is uh, going to be March 31st to April 2nd. Fantastic time. Uh, I've been going to the, since it was Beatle Fest, uh, Mark Lapidus Beatle Fest, which started like in the 70s and you all through the 80s and 90s. You used to do it at the Statler Hilton in New York. And it's a, it's, it's, what's great about it, the weakling is going to be there, Glenn Burtnick. What's great about it is just when you're, when you're among like-minded people, when you're a huge fan of something and uh, you could be geeky around a whole bunch of geeky people. And just let loose and have fun. A lot of times when you're geeky about something, you know, hey, this guy's not as geeky as I am. I can't get that geeky about it. But then when you're in a whole hotel full of people, I remember, like, walking down the hotel, and you'll see, like, groups of, like, threes, foursomes just broken off, singing different Beatles songs off in the corners by themselves, having a blast. Um so I'm going to do this. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been to one of these types of conventions? Be it a Beatle Fest, be it Comic-Con, be it a Star Trek convention, be it Monster Mania. My friend Dave Hagen does that down at the Cherry Hill, uh, whatever it is now. It used to be the Crown Plaza. I think it changed. But have you ever gone to any of these festivals? Have you ever gotten geeky with it? Da -da 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 -da. Have you ever gotten geeky with it? You know, well, and, and the thing about these conventions, whatever it is, the, you know, usually when you go, there are a lot of celebrities there, and they're there to take pictures, sign stuff, talk to you. This one's going to be no exception. Peter Asher, uh, World Without Love, Peter and Gordon, he's a Beatle authority. His sister dated Paul McCartney. He's got all kinds of great Beatle stories. He's going to be there. Patty Boyd, uh, Patty Boyd's a fascinating story. She was uh, in the movie Hard Day's Night. George met her, fell in love. They got married. They divorced. She, uh, George wrote something about Patty Boyd, and uh, Eric Clapton wrote Layla about Patty Boyd. And Eric Clapton fell in love with Patty Boyd while she was married to George Harrison. They eventually, uh, George divorces Patty, Eric marries Patty, George is the best man at Eric and Patty's wedding. How about that? Huh? Talk about progressive. 
Uh, and Eric and George, best friends forever. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, every year they get different people. But what's the best convention that you ever went to? Was it a Beatle Fest? Was it a Star Trek convention? A lot of these uh, card shows, you know, the athletes with the card shows, where you go in and, uh, you know, there was one they would do in Edison every, I don't know if they still do it, but they would bring in football guys from all over. Uh, I remember like Joe Namath, Joe Montana, uh, Phil Sims, like all these guys, and they come in, and basically the way it works, they, uh, you know, you pay to have them sign stuff. You pay to get in, and then they sit, you know, behind a table, and what happens is uh, there's a line. You give a guy, you give a big guy with a box, the cash, and uh, he puts it in the box, and... They'll sign whatever you want. And it's different things. If you want a flat sign, there's one thing, which like a picture. You want a helmet sign, it's going to cost you more. You want a football sign, it's going to cost you more. And they just basically sign for profit. You know, it's a great, if you ever played a sport and don't play it anymore, it's a great way to make some extra money. Or whatever you did. You know, it's funny, like these bands, my friend Randy Alexander, God rest his soul, told me, he goes, you know, this is like an annuity for these guys. They play their music for about, you know, five, six years, and they spend the rest of their life playing those songs and signing autographs and, you know, albums and things like that. And these, these stars, these people who show up at these things, be it athletes, be it actors, whatever, walk away with a lot of money. The Philly Fan Fest is coming. And they've put back, they've reassembled the uh, Back to the Future cast. And we're going to get those, I have put in to get Michael J. Fox on, to get Christopher Lloyd on, who I love is Jim Ignatowski. But 1-800-283-101.5. What's the best convention you've ever been to? You know, do you go? Is it worth it for you? Let's go to Rich in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rich. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Oh, great, great. I'm a big Beatles fan, by the way. But this is about um, a band I never really got into, but I got into them because of the situation. My girlfriend was a big Ramones freak. Oh, wow. I want to be sedated. Rock and roll high school. Love that. Exactly. And I, I knew very little about them except for maybe those couple hits, but... She took me to this annual birthday party for the remote, one of the guys in the Ramones. Right. I forget which one it was, but he had passed away. And every year, I think we went to the Irvine Theater. We took a train from Pennsylvania to New York, went to this, I don't know, I, I call it a, somewhat of a convention, but it was an annual birthday party, and people were dressed like the Ramones. Even, they were even uh, in fours as the band. Wow, the Ramones virtual birthday bash. What's that? The Ramones virtual birthday bash. Like 2020 was when you went? Oh, no, this was back, uh, was it 2004? Oh, okay, yeah, they do it every year, the Ramone, Joey Ramone birthday bash. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did they you, still do it? I, I don't know if they still do it. They did it in 2020. Uh, I'm looking at, I Googled it. There's a whole bunch of uh, birthday bashes here. Going back to like 1979. Joey Ramone. Yeah, I don't even know if the Irvine Theater is still around, but it was it was pretty wild. And everybody's dressed like Ramones? 
A lot of people were, and they, they were bumping into each other. It reminded me of a scene. Mm -hmm. I used to play in a band uh, at a, a in the Hot Club down uh -huh. in Philadelphia, South and Fourth Street, uh -huh. and it, it was just the beginning of like punk rock. Yeah, they and, that was the Ramones, like seventy nine, eighty. Yeah, it it it, it was crazy. Uh, I can't even tell you some of the stories, but. The, the Bloodless Pharaohs and the Dead Kennedys, and I think you 2 might have just been starting out. The but I Will Follow was the song, right? And the Pretenders. Rich, I'm sorry, I got to hit the news. 1-800-283-101.5. Best convention. You ever go to those conventions? You ever geek out? Uh, yeah, I, when I was a kid, I was really into, um, baseball card conventions uh -huh. and I would go and I, I met all, all kinds of Ferguson Jenkins and, um, uh, George Foster, all bunch of old classic baseball players that I, I was just infatuated with as a kid, but no, I haven't been to any as an adult. No, oh, it's, it's, it's geeky as an adult. I know. Yeah. I, Even I, when you're a kid, you sign, they sign for you and everything. You yeah. Know, it's the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, and when I was a kid, I remember my dad seeing these players go by. It was like, you thought the Beatles were walking by. <laughs> it's crazy. It's going to be me next weekend. <laughs> 931. Now the latest New Jersey news from in 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. Rob Brown hanging out in the studio. How are we doing today? Have you ever been to a convention of any of these things? So, yes, I went to back when I was 13 years old, right. and the WWE came to East Rutherford. Oh, one of those conventions. I went to WrestleMania Access, that's right. And... Who did you meet? I actually got to meet some guys who... So they... All the like real top dudes right. at that time, they were all sold out. So my family said, you know what, they're going to have side things going on. So we're definitely going to be able to meet other people. And we were able to. I was able to meet the. I was able to meet these three guys. They were called the Three Man Band, and it was before they all became more successful. It was these three wrestlers named Heath Slater. This guy, Jinder Mahal, who became mm. WWE champion, and really? Drew okay. McIntyre, yeah, who also and, became WWE and champion. And you got in on the ground floor. Oh, yeah. You met them when they were nobody. I, and then like, when they became somebody, you already had their autograph. Yeah. Did you take pictures? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and, nice. I, and they, I, I got their autograph in this little thing, and it was nice, you know? I, I also got to uh, jump into this big ball pit thing because that there it was like a thing for because you know people like jimmy superfly snucko who jump who jump off the top rope you know they kind of gave a feeling like that i was able to check out all the different types of costumes that people have worn in past wrestlemanias before so for someone like me it, how big are they huge are they huge dude huge the smallest guy his name is Rey Mysterio. He's 5'6". That is an inch shorter than me. And the dude, when he goes off the ropes, he goes on the second bottom rope. Not not the top one. He does the second one to, to get like the wow. little momentum. And he's, he's around my height. So they're all like, they're, dude, they're ginormic people. What surprised me, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh -huh. And they have like, um, they'll show all the costumes. Like they'll have mannequins wearing the costumes that yeah. different rockers wore on album covers. And it's amazing. I, I'm I'm like six four, two twenty five, but when you see how small these guys are, 
Because in your mind, they're so much bigger. Like Mick Jagger's teeny tiny. Yeah. And you see like Prince. I mean, you see like these, this is this is what they wore. This is what they, John Lennon, this that, is what they fit into. That exactly happened when I saw the statue of Andre the Giant. How they big had, he was? They had his singlet that he wore at WrestleMania three. Right. And I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I can use that as a king size bed sheet. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous how big this man was. And, you know, that, that like some of them have heavier jackets because they mm. wear because they used to wear more of like a, you know, like a warm up jacket in a way to come down in their entrance. And you could see like the one that Ric Flair used to wear. It, it's, it's not something that's going to be like a bathrobe that you put on after the no. shower. It, it, it was it looked pretty heavy. So, you know. Those types of conventions, I think it's really cool because, you know, you, you exactly, you said it, it like perfect. You know, you get to geek out in that yeah, situation. Yeah, you get that you're around, you're around like-minded people. You're a Beatle fanatic. You go to the festival for Beatle fans, and not only are you around a whole bunch of Beatle fans, you can strike up a conversation with anybody. Oh, my and God. And they're all interested in what you've got to say. And they've got different, like, rooms, like a video room where you can work at all the concerts. They've got all kinds of flea markets. People are selling stuff. Um, but also, they have shows. You know, they have like, you know, concerts. The Weaklings will play, Glenn Burton expand. It's a, it's an amazing time. But like, not only that, but I've done, uh, like I've gone to Monster Mania and met like Eric Roberts. Okay. Who's been on the show. And Eric Roberts signed the Pope of Greenwich Village poster for me. That's um, awesome. I got Gary Busey's autograph. Gary Busey starred in the Buddy Holly story. For yeah. Me. I love that movie. And he, uh, like I said, the way it works, Busey's sitting there, and he got people, uh, he's got a guy next, next to him who handles the money, and for at that time, for 30 bucks, he would sign the picture. For an extra 20, no, for 20 bucks, he would sign the picture. For, uh, he would sign the picture. Mm -hmm. For an extra 30 bucks, you got to lean in and take a picture with him. So Okay. I just got, I didn't have, this was before the cell phone time, so I didn't, I had the flip phone, so I didn't uh, do that. This is like before smartphones became the rage. So I give him the Buddy Holly picture, and he signs it, and he grabs me by my shirt, and he pulls me in, and he goes, best effing movie I ever made. Oh, uh, no that's No arguing awesome. there, Gary. No arguing here. Uh, but that was the cool thing is that, you know, there was a show called Dark Justice, and I met Bruce Abbott, who was the star, and I was a fan of that show. Right. But that's the thing. There's probably five Dark Justice fans in the world. I got to talk to the star of Dark Justice about Dark Justice. I was a geek a couple of weeks ago when uh, Tony Dennison came on. And we were talking about Crime Story and Wise Guy. And I was geeking out, figuring this is embarrassing. He's going to think I'm a schmuck. And, no, <laughs> and he was geeking out as well. So then it became good. But 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever gone to a convention? Have you ever gone to like a Comic-Con, a Beetle Fest, a Star Wars convention, a Star Trek convention? I've done those. Uh, what was your experience like? Who did you get to meet? Uh, did you, you know, and the other thing too is you're paying for autographs, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, you give me your money or, or sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, depending on who the guy is. But the way the promoter makes his money is that they'll bring in a couple of superstars and those guys make their own money. They just take whatever they get. You know, that star usually takes everything. Yeah. But the other guys are, you bring in, you're bringing the star in to attract people to spend money everywhere else. 
But 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever gone to a convention uh, of any kind? What was your experience like? Who did you get to meet? Who signed for you? We are the Gardens. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Joey Mullen from Badfinger. No matter what, baby blue. Come and get it. Day after day. Going to be at the festival for Beatle fans. Uh, in, uh, I'm surprised no one's done a Bruce Fest. Now someone will get this idea and make a million dollars. Make a million dollars, and I will do nothing. <laughs> I've come up with Bruce ideas that other people have profited from before. Really? Yes. Uh, but one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Have you ever been? Like I said, have you, have you ever been to a convention? And I'm not talking about like the boring, you know, convention conventions. I'm talking about like you know a geek convention, like a, like a football show, you know, or like a baseball card show or a football card show, or now with the entertainment, like there are TV show conventions. Where... I was just thinking of that. There was one that I saw that I was like, I told my mom she should go to is the Sopranos convention that just was. They're happening. doing that, right? They've done that yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. The only thing with the Sopranos, they're, they're all dead. I mean, it's hard to find. find how many live Sopranos are left? Um, right, Jay Gandolfini's dead, gone. right? Uh, well, uh, I, the, the podcast, right? You got Michael Imperioli mm -hmm. can do it. Uh, Bacala can do it. Anthony, Stephen Schripper could do it. Uh, other than that, that, it's a great time. I've done Soprano Nights with uh, Tony Lip who uh, he passed away. He's the guy that the movie Green Book was made really? about. Uh, remember, you know, you ever see the movie Green Book? No, actually. Oh, that was, it won the Oscar a couple of years ago. Uh, but the um, the movie was all about, so to Tony Lip was in the movie. He played, he played, Tony Lip was the subject of the movie, but he played Carmine Lupitasi in The Sopranos. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, the great thing about the card shows is that I see people calling in, hanging up. The great thing about these kind of shows, these conventions, is that you, you get to be around like-minded people. Like, if you're a geek, there's only so many places you could be a geek about whatever it is you're a geek about. Oh, but with me, these I know places, that. you could, you know, if you're a Beatle fan, what better place to be? You want to talk anything about the Beatles? And you could talk about it with the people who lived it. Uh, the other thing about it, though, is you can get, like, especially today, you know, because we all have cell phones in our pockets, we can mm -hmm. all take pictures of everything. Uh, so there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of that. I mean, given the choice, would you rather the autograph or would you rather the selfie or the picture? Uh, I mean, you know, I used to really like seeing the signature because then you know that, like, that was a pen that they held and that was something, like, because to me... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd still probably say, oh, no, no, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to say no. I, I'm, I'm going to say the selfie now. And I say the selfie now I say because, the same thing. and I say the selfie now because you're in it and it also shows, because now everybody says, oh, picture it, it didn't happen. Like, like if you yeah, said, it did, here it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, like if you, if you randomly well, said, you can't like, sell, you know, no one would buy the selfie. Someone no. may buy the autograph. Yeah. And that and that's what I also think. If you see a lot of videos on celebrities like George Lucas, there's a famous right. video of him where he's out there and he's answering questions to people about like Star Wars and everything. And while he's doing that, he had to stop people and say, "Look, I understand why you want my signature, but 
I know you're just going to be selling this on the internet. So he's not even... Why would he care? I don't know. I mean, you know what? This, I, I hear people say that, you know, well, don't put it on eBay. Yeah. Why, why do you care? If I'm giving you the gift, you're asking me for my, my autograph. I'm giving you my autograph. It's yours. God bless you. Do whatever you want with it. If you want to sell it, sell it. You want to throw it in the garbage. I just you. I gave you my autograph. That's it. They should never. I don't understand why people were. Same thing with homeless people. Oh, I'm not going to give homeless people any money. They're going to stick it in their arm. What do you care? Do you care what people do with money you give them? Mm. Right. Mm. I mean, really. Uh, you know, guy. Guy asks you for if you give him the money. Well, what are you going to do with this money? What do you care? Oh, I'm going to do whatever I want with it. I also think it's just a better interaction, meaning, like, you know, if I say to him, hey, you know, I, I want to, like, just after a good conversation, that's when I would bring up, you know, hey, let's have a good this? selfie. I spent X amount of dollars on your movies. I bought your stupid paraphernalia. <laughs> I got posters hanging in my room. I'm asking you to sign your name so that I may get a few dollars back, which I will probably use to invest in more of your garbage. What the hell? New Jersey 101.5 is your news, traffic, and weather first responders. Count on us for up-to-the-minute information from our award-winning news team. I'm Eric Scott, topping our report this hour. Count on us to get you around with fast traffic. Bob Williams, New Jersey Traffic North. Jill Byron, New Jersey Traffic South. Count on us to keep you and your family safe with instant weather. I'm meteorologist Dan Zara. New Jersey 101.5, your first responders for news, traffic, and weather. WKXW Trenton. Uh, 10.08. Oh, my God. Where does the time go? Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? That's the question. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? If you don't have the time to listen to me whine, then you go over to uh, nj1015.com and you check out one of my many blogs. Uh, Steve Trevely's page is where all the good stuff is. Uh, among the things you're going to find there is, uh, let's see, we got the best Italian pastry in New Jersey. I'll hook you up, tell you where to get it. East is April 9th. You're going to want it. P Survivor New Jersey. If you were to play Survivor New Jersey, uh, how would you go about it? We have challenges for you. The, the most popular slang words in New Jersey, but also there's a free concert, and it's going to be this Saturday. The West Point Glee Club is coming to Freehold on this Saturday. Uh, the United States Military Academy at West Point, it's their glee club. It's a rare New Jersey appearance at the First Presbyterian Church of Freehold, and that's located at 118 West Main Street. Doors open at 6.45 p.m. And uh, the man who's making it all happen, uh, the wind beneath the wings of the glee club would be uh, Dr. Bob DeSorga. He's my dad's old audiologist, and he joins me now on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bob. Hey, Steve, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. What a show you're putting on. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, we have been doing concerts at the church in years past, and right. each time we do the concerts, people say, well, why don't you get this group, this group? You know, we've had the Vienna Boys Choir, Judy Collins. We've been very, very fortunate. And someone started mentioning, you know, the Naval Academy Glee Club, the West Point Glee Club. And I said, all I got to do is ask. Yeah. So I asked, and uh, they got back in touch with me, and they said, you know, they gave us a date. And uh, we had uh, the first concert. We had like we were like 65 members of the Glee Club and the support staff. 
and um, just and, and it's a free concert. So you know, it was absolutely spectacular. Then we had them back again about five years ago when they loved it so much. They said we're coming back again, but COVID kind of jammed everything up for uh, for all of us. And um, we started back in August with some phone calls, mm-hmm. and uh, they said, "How about March 18th?" And here we go. So we have uh, the, the Glee Club. They they just sang at the United Nations. They obviously they sing with the Naval Academy the army navy game they're out with the mormon tabernacle choir and they're coming to freehold next this coming saturday Saturday night a free Um, concert Uh, and you know what this is the kind of show you can bring your family to you want to bring your family to it it is it's not a religious program this is their spring concert that they're bringing to the church we are the host and um it's colorful uh you know they're in their military dress uniforms. The, the men and women, you know, they're from around the country. Right. And for a lot of them, this is their first time in New Jersey. So, you know, we try and do as much as we can to provide the hospitality and just the warmth and just make them feel comfortable in our, you know, in our town. And uh, it, it's so exciting. We, we can't wait. We've been waiting since August. And Vin Gopal, Senator Vin Gopal is going to be, uh, he's going to present the, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be there and it's going to be named West Point Glee Club Day in the state of New Jersey, a proclamation. Yeah, that, that's great. We're very fortunate to, uh, to have Senator Gopal uh, make the arrangements with the uh, Senate and the Assembly for a joint proclamation. And uh, the mayor of Freehold Borough and mayor and council will be there. And we're even having a, a West Point Club Day. You get to meet the mayor, like the honeymooners. Everybody, here. yeah. Oh, it's going to be colorful, exciting. Patriotic. So tell us about this. Like when you when you're there, what are the songs that they sing? What is, it's a very inspirational night. You know, you feel great hearing this. What are some of the songs that you hear them sing, Bob? That just you know that just hit you where you live. Oh, what they do is that you know it's because of who they are. Right. Okay, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the men and women of the Glee Club. The Glee Club is part of their educational experience. Okay, you audition for the Glee Club. But it's what they do when they're not singing. It's what makes them who they are. And that's the exciting thing about this. These are future officers in the United Mm -hmm. States Army. And and to be right there with them at this stage in their education, and this stage in their military career, it's exciting. And they love to sing. They, they've sung in their high school glee clubs, their choirs, and so on. And they take that talent with them to the military academy, and they, they join the glee club. Uh, the Harmonies are unbelievable, too. Oh, it's tight. And, you know, it's 45 voices, and it's an equal number of men and women. Right. So the balance between soprano, altos, tenors, and basses is going to be phenomenal, um, you know, when it comes to the sound. And the acoustics in the church, the church is 150 years old. This is our 150th anniversary. And uh, what a way to celebrate the 150th anniversary by having, you know, one of the, the world's premier glee clubs coming right here into town. Now, you've seen this before, right? I've seen this concert twice before, and I, I get chills. I'm counting the. I'm like a little kid on. Yeah. Christmas. Now, what what are some of the songs that you heard okay. them sing well, that gave you the chills? Some of the, uh, well, of course, you know, we start off with the national anthem, you know, and this is all a cappella. Uh, so, you know, the only musical accompaniment during the course of the program will be a pianist, and uh, they have. Uh, I don't want to give the whole program away, but they but they do some um, some uh, patriotic songs. They'll, they do some contemporary songs. They do an armed forces medley which is so exciting because what they do they do all of the the, the 
the services, you know, Coast Guard, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, they right. sing their service songs. And what they do, they ask everybody in the audience if you've served or you're a family member, and you hear your service song to stand up. And it is phenomenal when, you know, you see the Navy guys stand up and mm-hmm. the former Army people stand. And then, of course, the Marines stand up and they're hoorah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's wonderful. It is absolutely spectacular. But they do have, uh, so they, they have a really powerful song called Mansions of the Lord, and uh, it is uh, it's just so wonderful. It's from the film We Were Soldiers, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, got, it, it 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 just it's fantastic. You know the harmonies are just tight. Uh, they do their alma mater, and, and we have the West Point Society of New Jersey and the West Point Parents Club are going to be there. And uh, when they do the alma mater, they're going to ask all of the West Point grads that made it to the concert to come up front and to sing with them and to talk about, That's you know, a just like crowded stage, bro. Oh, geez. Cause they come from all over the area and, nice. and, and they'll all be there and they'll be singing their alma mater with them. And, uh, and then of course, you know, I can't tell you the closing song, but it is, it is powerful. So yeah. I don't want to give it all away, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a mixed bag. They have an acapella group that will be doing a, um, uh, there'll be two acapella groups. They have a, the men's acapella group, uh, which is called the Nightcaps with the K, the K right. Nightcaps, and the female acapella group is the Nightingales, and uh, they will each do one or two songs, uh, uh, you know, some barbershop stuff. So it's a mixed arrangement of talent that they bring to us. So it's not just choral singing. Mm-hmm. There are individual um, the, um, cadets that have uh, specific talents, and they feature that. I mean, it's their spring concert. And, this sounds uh, great. This really it, it, does. It's yeah, and just and, you know, and we're going to be there all day because you know mm-hmm. the, the glee club gets to the church at around three o'clock in the afternoon, and you know they have a you know the closed rehearsal, and uh, and then we provide all the hospitality. You know, we have like maybe twenty or thirty volunteers working with us, uh, just to kind of you know just make them feel comfortable, welcome them. Yeah, you know, there yeah. are visitors. You know, this is the outreach, this is the fellowship mm-hmm. that the church offers, and it's just who they are. It's just. And we have young people. Uh, we have um, the Coltsneck ROTC is going to be there. We have Honor Society students coming from Coltsneck High School. Uh, we have the Marine Corps League and uh, and, and the veterans groups uh, doing the color. Got about five hundred people. There's like five hundred seats yeah. available for this too. Oh yeah. Now if you're going, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, highly recommend you get there early. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get there early. Doors open six forty five. Six forty five. But I would get there before that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and like you said, it's free. Now, the church will have a free will offering if people are so inclined. Uh, the free will offering really is uh, to support future concerts that we would have. Uh-huh. That's strictly optional. That's strictly optional. All right. And, so, uh, so, but again, but, but the, the, uh, the Glee Club, when they do these community programs, it's free to the public. There you go. And it's going to be this Saturday night. Uh, it's going to start at 7.30. Doors open 6.45. You want to get there early at the First Presbyterian Church of Freehold. They're located at 118 West Main Street. Dr. Bob DeSogra. It's so good to talk to you again, my friend. Thank you, Steve. You're a good man. Thanks very much. Enjoy talking to you. You got it. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. What did I do? <laughs> Let's check fast traffic. Tomorrow night, trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5, and the cast will be here. Mark Rick and Don is going to be here. Uh, Gemini is going to be here, taking New Jersey. Uh, your other boss, I guess, right? <laughs> and uh, Rob yes. works with Gemini now. 
That's got to be a fun office situation. How are you doing? It's a good time. <laughs> and uh, Jeffrey Paul's going to be here. He's uh, he's uh, going on tour. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well. All right, so we're talking about this earlier. And uh, by the way, go see the West Point Glee Club at the First Presbyterian Church in Freehold. It's really going to be good. I wish I could be there. The um, Well, two things. Like, First of all, like, what's the most inspirational song for you? Um, is there a song like the yeah. like the, the, the Glee Club? That's got to be filled with songs that would inspire you. Inspirational song, dude. I've got tons. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you, if I really want to get inspired, Rocky montage, gonna the fly. Rocky now. man, that that's what gets you up, huh? Immediately, and then then if you really want to get into it, like uh-huh. if you want to get like, you know. Like when I'm running and, and I want to get like chills while I'm running, you got to put on Hearts on Fire from Rocky Four, man. So you're a Rocky guy. Oh, you play Eye of the Tiger too, like the Game yeah, of Thrones yeah, day, yeah. I'll, right? I'll play Eye of the Tiger. Okay, yeah. all right. So that's, so it's all Rocky. Rocky was my uh, Rocky's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, the, the Rocky one. Yes. Yeah. You could make the argument that that may be the greatest movie of all time. It's got it's a fight movie, it's a oh. love story. Rocky's a love story. You, you are speaking my language. So now we have Steve. Rocky we should do Rocky conventions. I'm surprised they don't do that. Yeah? I'm surprised they don't do a Rocky convention. You know, especially now, you could do a Rocky slash Creed convention. They could do a Stallone lot. Stallone may that. not show up, but you could do a Rocky. <laughs> he's, up, he's upset with Creed. He's upset with uh, the, his partner and all that. Really? Oh, yeah. Stallone, uh, he was going to do Rocky Seven, and he stopped. He said, you know, basically, when they made the deal for Rocky, uh, he didn't get very much money on a deal. But then again... He was a brand new, you know, he was, yeah, a, was he got $75,000 for the first Rocky. Yeah. And the, the whole budget for the whole Rocky movie was uh, less than a million dollars. And it was because he, he no was, one knew who he was. He was he a nobody. Right. So he made the deal then. And then all of a sudden, and this happens to a lot of record people. I mean, the mm-hmm. Beatles first deal. Uh, they got like, I think, three cents an album. No, they got like a half a penny an album. Oh. And it wasn't until they made the second deal four years later with the like 6770 where they got like three and a half cents an album. But they just, you know, when you're starting out, you get screwed. Mm-hmm. The, the, Eddie Brigatti was here, the Young Rascals, and he was talking about how the entire Rascal songbook was sold for $240,000. That that's how screwed Ooh. this. Because when you're kids, you know, the I, back then, you know, okay, we're just go make music. We got this. Go make music. You worry about the music. We'll worry about everything else. And they just, you know, the guys were worrying about everything else. You know, the, these guys are making the albums, doing the tours for you. Yeah, we got money. And they come back to find out they don't. Same thing happened with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. The songbooks were sold, and Paul tried to buy a songbook back. Now it's 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 said what happens to these bands. You know, um, I I really noticed that when it came to when I was watching uh, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody with Queen. The, though you know, technically Michael Myers' character isn't a real person. Right. It really shows what was happening during that time. I mean, come on, Bohemian. Well, not to that band. Well, no. There's so many. The real story of Queen is so completely different from what happened in Bohemian Rhapsody. You can go on, like you can Google the inad the um, inadequacies. What's the word I'm looking for? Untruths, in- inaccuracies. Mm-hmm. The inaccuracies of Bohemian Rhapsody. 
You know, I mean, uh, they did not get back together uh, for Live Aid. They had just come off tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, Freddie Mercury didn't know he had AIDS. There was no stirring speech before A, you know, that he had AIDS and now let's do this for rock and roll in our Latin. No, 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 no. He didn't find out he was sick until the following year. So there's a lot of, but the one thing that does ring true is that concert performance, Uh, which is. That's another inspirational, like. When I when that when th- that came out around when I was a freshman in college and in freshman like freshman year for me that was when I really got into music because that's when I figured out I really have more time in the day so mm-hmm. I can have time to listen to a full album ah like, yeah a so, whole al- a whole like well like front to back because like tons do of- you drive when you listen or you just at home and listen uh, I'll drive I'll walk I'll. Because, like, during those times, it was whenever I had the free time, I'm going to listen to a little bit of it. Because then I'm really going to be able to focus in. This is when I was, you know, I I wasn't having as many buddies at, like, the dining hall. Because that that happened in the beginning. You you could sit by yourself and and no one comes up to you and is like, hey, what's going on? But So I had that time to really listen to everything. And, you know, you really see how much goes into it. And... To me, I mean, that per- that performance, and the and my favorite from that is Radio Gaga because mm-hmm. of the connection. Because that's what I see in that entire performance is the connection that they have with the audience, and that's what I really look for when it comes to you know you stuff mean the live like this. Performance. Yes, yes. You know, it's funny. It, well, for one thing, I. I was there. I wasn't there. I was our station WYSP at the time. We produced that Live Aid show. Really? And we it, it aired on YSP, MTV, and Channel not Fox Twenty Nine, Channel Twenty Nine before Fox. Wow. And it was silent. And they couldn't get rather than just train a camera on the microphone and show the bands. No, mm-hmm. they MTV had one feed. We had another feed, and uh, Twenty Nine had a third feed. So you were like watching three different concerts. Uh, which was really weird because yeah. they would just run them in different segments and stuff. But um, what was amazing about that, well, it was, you think about that, like if you watch that film, what do you see on the piano? You see beer, empty beers, you see uh, liquor, you see cigarettes, you see guys smoking guitar while they're playing, right? Yeah. If you shot that today, you wouldn't see any of that. You'd see Gatorade, you'd see bottled water, you know. Uh, Come on. The Great. fun has been the, the, sucked out of rock and roll. The One of the biggest, like, not, not even to just change it, but, like, the biggest, one of the biggest hip-hop guys right now, Drake, he's signed to Nike. Why? The guy's got a shoe. Why? The, the dude is on stage for an hour a day. He's got a shoe. And he's got a shoe. He's got a shoe. See that? What do we get? Nothing. Give me, give me a song that inspires you. Like when you hear it, you get automatically perked up. You get psyched out. You wanna, you wanna conquer the world. Um, uh, you know, the one that just came to my head is uh, DNA by Kendrick Lamar. Whenever uh-huh. I hear that Whoa, song, it just really? gets me amped. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like on my drive, it'll come, come through on my iTunes. It gets me going every Next time. Next thing you know, he's got he comes to work uh, <laughs> a little bit earlier because he's driving a little bit faster. Ten thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news from one hundred one point five.
1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trebowitz. All right. Rob Brown is in here. How we so, doing? Now, you're off tomorrow. Yep. You're back next week. Yeah. All right. And uh, Trevi is tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday night, uh, we got, I think, Pure Petty coming in. Uh, Tom Petty tribute band. All right. Because you can never have enough Tom Petty. Tom Petty is the rocker that all the rockers have in common. You may like one thing, I may like another, but we can both agree we like Tom Petty. He's like the compromise rock band. I and like that. Tom Petty. God bless Tom Petty. Rest his soul. As far as right now goes, five news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? Uh, what do we got? Three men in Tom's River were arrested in connection to a six-month multi-law enforcement agency investigation in the distribution of cocaine. Where were they hiding it? Where were they hiding it? In children's toy boxes. What? Now, you may be saying to yourself, children's toy boxes? But I totally understand it now because there's always that little packet in in kids' toy boxes that you're not allowed to touch or eat. Nor remove under penalty of law? That's the connection. That's where they were hiding it? No, but, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's so smart. If they put it in, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not giving it to them, but imagine that. <laughs> where have you ever hid something? 1-800-283. I like that. Like, that's okay. like, hey, look, Mom, I got this toy. And the mom's like, wow, oh, man, don't eat that. And they got found out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> is that is that crazy, though? Anyway. Yes. <laughs> So, <laughs> okay. today is pie day. So, pie day. Not pie as in cherry pie. No. Pie it, it as is, in uh, 22 over 7, right? It is the math of, so 3.14, right. whatever. But because everybody likes a good pie, you there were some places out there who actually gave some type of, you know, a little discount because it's pie day. So Blake, a discount on pie or discount on anything? Like oh, pizza. discount on pizza. Yeah, so oh. like so two ones that I found because mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's Blaze Pizza. The, these aren't traditional-esque, you know. Blaze res- Pizza? So Blaze Pizza, it's not what you think. It's a pizza. Fire up the pizza? What, Blaze so, Pizza? So Blaze Pizza, what it is, it's like if Subway or Chipotle had a pizza place. Oh, God. So, Oh, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not that great. It's not that great. But, Unless they want to advertise with us, in yeah, which case exactly. it's the greatest pizza it, on it, earth. It's, it's not that good. Okay. They burnt my pizza one time, and they're like, ah, we'll give it to you, and we'll give you another pizza as well. <laughs> well they're blaze. Like, Thanks, expect, man. Right? Yeah, I, they I, fired I, it up. Right? But for an 11-inch pizza, you mm. can get it for three fourteen. Well, any bit. Yeah, and also Papa John's kind of did the same Papa thing. Papa John's did that too. Yeah, huh? buy one large pizza and get a second large topping pizza for three point one four dollars. You know, it is another thing that March fourteenth is good for. What? And it involves steak. Uh, if you Google it, you'll see. Not now. Just I Papa. yeah no no. Okay. I in the back of my head, I was like, uh, you know what? Maybe it's not the time. But anyway. 
So a New Jersey high school is warning parents about an interactive marketing campaign happening for the new film Scream. So so do you know the new Scream's coming yeah, out? Scream there's 6. There's another Scream coming yes, out? Yes. My brother is very, very excited for it. <laughs> he loves those Scream movies. I think we're actually watching Likes one. Likes that time. mask. Okay. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, so... What Paramount uh, is doing right now is on their website, you can put a phone number and a name into the website. and It'll call and scream at you? It will call and it will play as the guy like, hey, you know, how's it going? And, and there's, there's a principal out there who said, you know, an incident has occurred in our high school. Get out of here. <laughs> Somebody got yeah. screamed at and a principal uh, is upset about this. Yes. They sent out a huge thing to every parent. Like what imagine, town is this? This was in, so the high school actually was Haddon Heights Junior and Senior High School. Right. And somebody pranked the school by so calling as the screen, what the screen was, guy called the school? They pranked a kid at the school. Oh. So like imagine like one year. So why is the school involved in this? Cause you, they pranked the kid, right? So and and what probably what happened was the kid probably went to the parent and it went. Ah. Well, what's that got to do with the school? You know, parents these days. That's it. I'm bringing it to the entire high school. My kid. No, I don't understand. I mean, if the if the parent if the, if the kid got pranked, then I don't understand how the school's even involved. So it's probably because uh, in this scream movie, it's you know like a kid in the high school who's right. doing it. So they're probably thinking, oh, you know, it's a kid doing this to my kid. <laughs> And then, okay. of course, it has to... the schools don't have enough to yeah. deal with. Oh, no. Worry about this. So. Yeah. So, but believe me... Did they scream at the kid? Mm, it's, too easy. It's, it's not even that. Like, mm. it's, it's you know, it's just, uh, you know, hey, how you doing? And, and it's probably just a script like, <laughs> this hey, is... It was just some this other is, kid. You know, this is Ghostface... And Hi, Billy. you better be it's coming the to guy. Yeah, exactly. So and, and what I, I think see is Norm McDonald doing it. Uh, hey uh, Billy. Is this hey. you? You're the scream guy. Hey, you know I'm a screen guy. Hey. Because what I think is what I thought would happen was because if you're giving a like a generic name, right. you said it correctly. This is Ghostface. And I'm calling for Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm scared now. Like, I, I think you'd kind of notice by yeah, then if not. someone was like, uh, insert name here. <laughs> okay, what else? We so, got? all right. Back. So, okay. So, th this one I like because there's people, there's two women in hospitals who are suing in Hackensack and in Voorhees because while they were giving birth, they were drug tested and they got tested positive. And what tested positive. So. They got tested positive because um, in poppy seeds, poppy seeds, if you have them and you take a drug test, it comes, it comes back. Positive, it yeah. comes back positive, like you're taking some type Sometimes of hard drug. Sometimes it happens where people have like the muffins and stuff. Exactly. But here's the thing, Steve. My parents, my dad, got a big bag of poppy seeds last night in, on Amazon because my dad likes making vegetable shakes. All right. Now in, in my in my head I'm like oh my god like we have to drug test you on the well, way but out. What's, what's gonna happen? No, because like I'm thinking to myself. Here's what like, happens. 
Don't say nothing. <laughs> my, my dad's a plain Jane. That's uh, the thing. You like, see that? And your poor old the... man's going to have to one day get drug tested, and it's all going to come down. Reliable. 101.5 this St. Patrick's Day. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you the luck of the Irish. You're going to free New Jersey lottery scratch offs plus a Wegmans gift card. This is the last week of listening, 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app to win free Jersey lottery scratch offs and a Wegmans gift card. There's three lucky winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, New Jersey Lottery. Anything can happen in Jersey and Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegmans.com. May the luck of the Irish be with you from New Jersey 101.5 and also with you. All right, what else is happening? All right, so this one is for the Jet fans out there. Both of them? (laughs) (laughs) Are they up this late? (laughs) Um, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, God. Will be on Pat McAfee's pod. McAfee? Pat McAfee. Nice. Punter for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. I, I turned comedian, turned podcaster. I usually just call him Pat. You call him Pat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But And he calls you Rob. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know It's Pat and Rob. <laughs> I yeah. But uh yeah. he he's gonna be using so he's gonna be on Pat's show tomorrow and yeah. he's gonna be talking about if he's gonna either go to the Jets. Stay in Green Bay. He's going to the Jets. Or retire. He's going to. The Jet fans will come and get him. He's going to the Jets. The Jets have done everything possible. They have bent over backwards for this guy. They even signed guys that he told them to sign. He's going to the Jets. Uh, Now, how that act is going to play in Jersey is a completely different thing. I mean, he can be, you know, uh, he can be the grouch of Green Bay. Yeah. You know, he could be the guy who, you know, every move in Green Bay, they hang on his every word. And ironically, he's holding the city hostage right now. But once he signed, sealed, and delivered, and he pulls all that uh, Aaron Rodgers crap, they ain't going to buy it here. It's not going to play here. No. And that's going to drive him further nuts. So he'll get in. Uh, unless they win the Super Bowl or go deep into the playoffs, they'll consider him a bust. And... Again, you know, it's regardless of what they do on the field, that Aaron Rodgers, uh, me, 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 you know, no one's going to care. I'm going into a hyperbolic chamber. Good for you, Aaron. Let me, know, let me know what happens when you get out. We'll have more Aarons in New York than anywhere else, right? I Aaron do Judge, like, Aaron Hicks, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I do like how he kind of went on like this, you know, Boy Scout adventure for, for this situation. He had to sit in a dark room for a couple of days. Yeah. First of all, how do you sit in a, how do you eat in a dark room? Uh, you know, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you go to bathroom in a dark room? I, you know, how I, do you do anything I, in a I dark gotta room? I got to tell you, he's dead. I would need like, the light on. Like a fork and knife, do you ever get nervous that you're going to, you know, like all of a sudden hit your finger or something? I don't know if he had a fork and knife. I mean, maybe he ate like the astronauts, you know, maybe a tang. Maybe, huh. I don't know. Yeah. Aaron, you want your French fries? Like, what is it? How would he even have? know Fruit, where vegetables? The, yeah. How would he know where the food was? How do you even prepare the food? Like, does DoorDash show up and you can't slide it under the door because it's dark, right? You can't, no lights allowed to get in. See, that would be pretty cool. If it was like a DoorDash guy yeah. and the only person he's talking to is someone from DoorDash, <laughs> have you made your decision yet? Slides food under. That's the tip. Tell Nothing. Him, tell him I'm going to the chest. <laughs> you know, but, but there's the thing, though. Let's say that if the food is already in there. Then imagine you're outside. All you do is you hear you hear stuff clanking around in there, falling and breaking. 
Aaron, turn the light on. Oh, I can't. I got to be alone with my thoughts. I mean, seriously. Send out a fork if you're going to the Jets. Yeah, really. One fork for the Jets, a knife if you go into Green Bay, because they will feel like they've been stabbed when you. <laughs> uh, although Green Bay's probably happy to get rid of them. You know, at this point, they're probably saying, you know, go, go, and take your receivers with you. I have, so I have a <laughs> big Green Bay Packers fan and a New Jersey 101.5 fan as well. He definitely, definitely is saying, I don't want him. Hey, Enough hey. already. Hey. Like I said, you know, it's not that he, he's a great player, but he's a huge pain in the This has been the Steve Travely Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.